0: Yo, what up? This is D-Knight, and you're listening to the Pardon the Interaction Podcast. We've got yet another pocket part edition of the podcast for you today. As per the usual, there's more insanity going on in the news than we can possibly cover on the podcast because there's just not enough time. We'd have to be live streaming this shit 24 hours a day, every single day of the week, just to even remotely come close to tackling every absurd thing and every new development. But we're going to try and do our best. Before we get to the news, I'd like to give a shout out to our sponsor, Sheets and Giggles. My man, Colin McIntosh, the CEO, an awesome guy with an amazing company and even better. Sheets sent us some goodies from Sheets and Giggles. And I got to tell you, you absolutely have to pick up a set of sheets from Sheets and Giggles. They are the most high quality, luxurious sheets I've ever laid my head upon and covered up with at night. The news is insane, but that doesn't mean you can't sleep good at night on a set of sheets from Sheets and Giggles. Uh, make sure you pick up an eye mask as well. And if you'd like a discount, we've got some links in the show notes for you to do so. Check that out. So in case you missed it, even though Trump has publicly expressed that he's not remotely concerned with the prospect that he might be heading to prison, given the fact that he's facing 91 criminal counts in multiple jurisdictions all over the country, which, if you just listen to that sentence alone, is absolutely fucking bonkers. It's been reported that he has privately expressed concerns, uh, if not has an outright obsession with the prospect that he might be going to jail. He's got a number of questions about what that might entail that he's been asking people in his inner circle and his lawyers and such. So, of course, one of the things he's been asking about is if he were to be sentenced to prison, what type of prison would he be spending the rest of his sentence in? Would it be like, you know, a high quality federal prison? Uh, they what they typically refer to as club fed <laughs> you know nice clean minimal security uh plenty of amenities for inmates and whatnot or would he end up in some kind of hellhole like i don't know rice street jail down there in Fulton county uh that has a record of well not being hospitable how about we say that like apparently he's concerned that he might spend time in what he literally said was a a bad prison. <laughs> He's also asked whether or not even if he were convicted would he be able to avoid a prison sentence entirely with something along the lines of home confinement, you know, whether or not the federal government try to strip him of his lifetime secret service protections, and of course, most importantly, he wants to know if he were to be sentenced to prison, what would he have to wear? <laughs> He seems to be extremely concerned that he might be forced to wear an orange jumpsuit which you know given the way he paints his face and dyes his hair uh, you would assume that like the orange jumpsuit would just blend in it'd be perfect but I guess you know for a former president who's obsessed with always being camera ready at all times like the inability to dye himself orange yet be forced to wear the orange jumpsuit would probably be I don't know all the things he'd be forced to deal with uh, the utmost of travesties now, I would say, of course, he absolutely needs to be concerned with the prospects of going to jail because if you just look at the degree of evidence in all of his criminal trials, Florida, where he has the friendliest judge, like in that case seems the most airtight of any. We've got the classified documents at Mar-a-Lago after he was told to turn them over to the feds. And he was like, nah, but not only that, he tried to hide them from his lawyer so that he could handpick which documents he wanted to keep, which makes him look even more guilty, because at least if he hadn't turned over anything, he could make the argument that he felt like uh, the government wasn't entitled to any of these documents. Well, that's not the case, because he turned some in. So, of course, he was obstructing the investigation and failed, to, and failed to satisfy the conditions of the subpoena. And not only that, not only did he try to hide the documents from his lawyers, <laughs> you know, we got his valet... And like the maintenance guy running around on camera moving the shit. And then not only that, when they discovered that they had video of them moving the boxes around, Trump tried to tell them to have the shit deleted. And they were like, well, damn, how are we going to figure out how to do that? Now you got a video of them wandering around the entire fucking property on camera discussing how to get rid of this fucking security camera footage. And then not only that. Yeah, they had the head of Mar-a-Lago security telling these fucks not to mess with the security footage. And then they tried to do it anyway. And then they tried to flood the fucking server room by draining the pool in there. And then not only that, you have like the sham wow of criminal conspiracies. Because, But wait, there's more. <laughs> You've got Molly Michael out here like, yeah, Trump knew about the boxes. We were hauling them back and forth to his office for him to sort through. He's above all the person who knew exactly what was in those boxes of documents but wait there's more Molly Michael's like not only did he know what was in the fucking boxes he was literally writing down to do lists on the fucking classified documents themselves and like passing them out and when the FBI came to seize the shit in August of last year, she showed up the next day looking through her stuff. It was like, oh, damn, here's the shit where he wrote the to do lists on. The FBI didn't find that. Let me go ahead and turn that in. So she's probably been cooperating this entire time. He's fucking hammered. And that's just Florida. If we didn't have Judge Cannon down there in Florida where we know to have an obvious level of favoritism towards Trump who appears to be on pace to delay his trial until after the election, we would absolutely be saying he'd be going to jail down there on the documents and obstruction case. And if she's not able to find a way to personally take the case and he is somehow found guilty, I'm absolutely sure that she, because it's in her discretion, at the very worst, she would make sure he sentenced to home confinement. But based on evidence alone down there, he's toast. Toast, I tell you. And again, that's just Florida, because if you check back in D.C., considering the amount of asinine motions his lawyers are making that are based on absolutely nothing substantive, you gotta, you must have to believe that they don't think he's gonna wiggle his way out of that one either. They're already behaving as that as though they're about to lose this partial gag order request by Jack Smith's team, because early in September. Uh, Smith's team filed under seal a motion to basically have Trump stop saying shit that could threaten witnesses or the judge or the prosecutors or anything that could taint the jury. And while that motion was filed under seal, well, Trump's team's response was to publicly file a motion to have Chuck and recuse herself. Well, why the fuck would they do that? She hadn't done anything wrong. Well, it's because it's because we only found out about that motion for a gag order. After Trump's team requested Judge Chutkin to recuse herself, which would make it seem as though like Chutkin ruling in favor of shutting Trump the fuck up would seem like retaliation, you know, for Trump asking her to recuse herself. When in fact, it's the total fucking opposite, the absolute total opposite. And Trump's team is requesting that she recuse herself uh, because of an apparent and obvious bias because of statements she made in other D.C. cases where the defendants, after being found guilty and, you know, requests for lenient sentencing, were bringing up the fact that, you know, why should they have to serve extremely long prison sentences when they were there on Trump's orders? Like, and she has to respond to that. Like, it's not like she injected Trump's name into this shit uh, because of her own personal personal biases. But she's like, hey, man, like, it's not my fault that the uh, the shit you were doing was in service to this other guy that you're in total loyalty to. Like, that's your fault. I ain't got no control over that. That's up to the DOJ. Like, she didn't make any prosecutorial decisions to that regard. And And Trump's like, well, even though she didn't say my name, she was referring to me. So he's got his lawyers out here basically admitting that they believe that he's at fault for January 6th <laughs> and trying to make it seem as though Chuckin is being biased here in, because of her previous comments, even though she never mentions him by name and never interjects him on her own, but only in passing in response to individuals who were convicted who were trying to point the finger at Trump. Yeah. And even still, this motion to get Judge getting to recuse herself, it was never going to work. They're not actually trying to get her off the bench. They just wanted something to brail about in public, right? So, you know how the process for recusal works? Well, in this particular instance, it's a whole different special scenario down there in Florida because they're dealing with classified documents. We'll get to that another time. So, in DC, it's going to be like, hey, Judge, recuse yourself. And guess who gets to decide whether the judge has to recuse herself? The fucking judge. She's going to be like, no, next. And then Trump's people are going to try to use that as as some kind of public facing argument. that They can get out to the media. And of course, the media will eat it all, eat it all up uh, that she's somehow biased, but she hasn't recused herself. And so that means the trial is rigged and, you know, it's a witch hunt and blah, blah, blah. So on and so forth. But yeah, I'm just telling you that now in advance. So you know exactly what's coming. (laughs) and don't fall for the okie doke the media shouldn't fall for the okie doke either but I have no faith in them I mean this i just to be honest this this past week is the most disgusted I've ever been with like mainstream media front to back top to bottom every single fucking person out there e- even your favorites like Rachel Maddow and such just letting Trump go on her network and like spin insane shit and no one even calls it out it's it's bananas the fuck. So down in Georgia, Trump's managed to succeed in having his trial severed from Cheeseboro and Powell, which you know, in one case, is good for him. I guess in the sense that, like, he's hoping to delay this as long as possible so that he can win the 2024 election and use the powers of the federal government to keep his ass out of prison. So Cheeseboro and Powell will be going on trial first, likely as soon as the end of October. And, you know, a number of the talking heads and podcasters and media figures out there have been pondering whether or not it's it's a good thing for Trump's criminal defense to get an opportunity to see other people go on trial first and see the evidence so they can prepare defense and blah, blah, blah. So on and so forth. Does this put Fonnie Willis in Georgia at a disadvantage? The answer is No. (laughs) Um, you know, having separate trials for multiple related criminal defendants as part of a cons- conspiracy uh, is is the norm, depending on the size of the conspiracy. So this isn't like out of left field or anything. The possibility that they were going to have to hold multiple trials. Um, and there are pros and cons, but the sword cuts both ways. Like, yeah, Trump's people will get a preview of the evidence, so they might have time to prepare. Uh, some kind of specific defense to whatever evidence is presented at trial for Cheeseborough and Powell. But on the flip side, um, we get to see all the evidence against Trump and there's no one there to fucking rebut it. All this shit will be on TV. She's just going to hammer Trump with all the criminal behavior and criminal activity and he engaged in uh, as well as the others around him. And Trump's lawyers won't be at the trial to defend him in any fucking way. And in fact, Cheeseborough and Powell's lawyers might decide to point the finger at Trump as well and say it was all him. He did it. Yeah, you got him, guys. But we didn't have anything to do with this. We were just, like, giving him advice. It's not our fault that he didn't follow uh, our legal recommendations and went off on this fucking criminal crime spree. Willis is going to have the opportunity to bury his ass, and no one's going to rebut any of the facts that she presents in court. And there's going to be months and months between this trial... And the opportunity for him to go to trial and defend himself in court. So I'm going to bet that this is a net negative for Trump. Politically and legally. And like the other thing is Willis doesn't have to present every single piece of evidence against Trump at the trial of Cheesebro and Powell. So she can save certain legal arguments that she might only want to make when Trump himself is directly on trial and process or rather Trump's defense counsel won't have the opportunity to see that evidence presented in advance. And even though they'll have the time to prepare what they might consider an adequate legal defense, they still won't be getting that preview. Right? So the evidence will be turned over in discovery. Sure. But you don't know what arguments the prosecutors are going to make until they make them. And it's also possible that if Powell, and uh, Cheeseboro are convicted, like a number of Trump's co-conspirators might see that trial months in advance and decide that they want to plead guilty and fucking cooperate and hopefully try and finagle their way out of going to prison, which means fingering Trump, which means bad news for Trump and Trump Defense counsel. So it could all go fucking wrong for him, like not having the opportunity to be the first first up in presenting his defense by going to trial as early as possible. And if you just think about it from like a practical perspective, like let's say you're Trump and you absolutely know you're not guilty of any crimes whatsoever. And you've got like clear and convincing evidence to support that fact. Wouldn't you want to get to court as early as possible so you can put on your defense and then be found not guilty and then you can go on national tv and declare yourself completely and totally exonerated isn't that what you would want to do it's like the same thing with the muller report like in that case you had bill barr able to put the spin on it but like if he was completely and totally exonerated why did it take him a fucking month to put the report out you see what i'm saying here see what i'm saying Dude sitting right here talking about how this is just an attempt to interfere with the 2024 presidential election. Well, bro, you could drop out like you don't have to run for office. You could be like, damn, I'm facing all these criminal counts. Maybe I should just give up campaigning and focus on my criminal defense. You know, or you could try and take things to to trial as fast as possible and thereby avoid a conflict with your campaign by getting the trial out of the way. If you're so innocent, prove it in court, prove it in court. That's that's a possibility. You could do it. It's an option. It's it's there on the table. But of course, if anything, it's obvious. It's the fact that he's using the 2024 election to interfere with his criminal trials. So with all that said, back to what Trump was pondering earlier. Is he going to go to jail? Well, he's absolutely fucking right to be worried. We'll just say that. And I hope the endless fear of going to prison is keeping him up at night. He better pick up a set of sheets from Sheets and Giggles so he can get some fucking sleep. Do something. Get him a eucalyptus pillow. Whatever Colin got on sale. Do I think Trump's going to jail? Well, if he's convicted in D.C., I'm going to go almost certainly for a couple of reasons. You know, to address... One of the concerns people have been having about, you know, Trump going to jail is like, well, he's got Secret Service protection. What about the Secret Service? Well, What do you think's easier? Uh, locking Trump up in a security facility and having a couple of Secret Service agents monitor his cell 24 hours a day? Or securing more fucking lago where all kinds of foreign agents and, and who knows what other kind of fuckers are sneaking around day in, day out and he's around, you know, hundreds of thousands of weird-ass fucking random people over the course of a year. Like, which, which do you think is the more feasible scenario? I'm going with jail. For obvious reasons. And the other consideration for why I think Trump is going to jail, especially if he gets convicted in D.C., uh, and especially especially with Judge Chuckin like this is a judge you know as well as a number of other judges in DC they've, they've all had a similar situation play out before them uh, in, in their courthouse over the course of the past couple of years like how was Judge Chuckin supposed to explain to herself how all these hundreds of people who have been convicted of crimes for their actions on January 6th and she's sentenced to jail time. How can she look at the Proud Boys and Oath Keepers who are getting, you know, decade plus time for their role in the attack on the Capitol on January 6th? And then Trump is the ringleader and he's convicted for his role in the plot to overthrow the government. How is she exposed to explain to herself how all those other fucking people got sentenced to prison time for their crimes? But somehow Trump should get house arrest. It doesn't make any sense if you think about it. Like, Chuggan is like me. She's like, the dude that planned this need to be held accountable. But that's no excuse for your behavior on January 6th. And now the dude who's responsible for planning all of this is in her courtroom. So, of course, of course, if he's convicted, she gonna send his ass to jail. I mean, it's right there in front of you. Very straightforward. You know, for all the arguments about how we shouldn't be doing this to, you know, former presidents of the United States, especially if they're running for office and whatnot. You listen to the people making those arguments. A lot of them were all for, you know, trying to lock up Hillary Clinton for some shit that wasn't a crime when she was running for president. You know, got Trumpers out here, been arguing for years. Lock Hillary up. Lock up Obama. Lock up Biden. Lock up everybody. But when their guy goes on a massive fucking criminal rampage, uh, committing all sorts of crimes, they're like, oh, wait, not, not, not like that. Not like that. And I would say if you spent the entirety of your political career campaigning on the platform of locking up your political opponents, maybe you shouldn't go out here and commit no crimes. Doesn't that sound like a good idea? Don't you think maybe in that in that case you should have the most pristine behavior imaginable? Motherfuckers don't be thinking this shit through apparently. And no, he's not going to get the blue suit, red tie treatment in jail. He's going to be in the orange fucking jumpsuit like everyone else. Like everyone else. Presidents aren't kings. When they're out of office, they should get treated like everyone else. Even Chuckin has said this herself. Duh. And that concludes this episode of Poor on the Insurrection.